0: Hello and welcome to Outside is Overrated's Game Pass Forever standalone segment. Thank you so much for following Outside is Overrated. Today we are going to be discussing Enter the Gungeon by Dodge Roll Games. Joining me for the discussion today are Hobby Box Joe Burns. Heyo! And Dr. C Casey Aline. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, guys. So enter the gungeon. In this twin stick bullet hell roguelike game, you play as one of a handful of characters and you battle your way through multiple levels in search of a gun that can kill the past. Casey, you nominated this game for Game Pass Forever. What drew you to this title?
1: I had uh, heard some good things about it on social media. Uh, Some of the people I followed played it and commented.
0: Uh... Does that mean charge?
1: uh i don't think it was charge i think it was i'm trying to think um follow a couple obscure people who know some other things about board games and video games i think it was one of them and maybe some of the other people in the thread but
2: it, it wasn't at paul trachian uh
1: <laughs> no it was not I don't, I don't i don't believe it was Church. it may have been i i do
0: are you sure you follow anyone besides Church on twitter
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I follow you, Tom.
0: Yeah, you do. And God bless you as, for that.
1: As should everybody else.
0: <laughs> Tom, Sidlogic, logic O I O. Anyways, why did you select this game, Casey?
1: So, besides the social media presence, uh, after our l- last couple Game Pass games, I was looking for something just completely different. Uh, I also thought this was an online co op game, so I was really kind of looking forward to playing it and blasting away with you guys, but it turns out it was just couch co op. I was completely wrong about that, but I did get to play some couch co op with my oldest son, Caden, and uh, had a blast doing it.
0: I think this would have been so tremendously fun to play with you, especially in the early stages when you're super duper frustrated. Like, that would have been the high point of Game Pass forever for me. <laughs> Anyways, uh,. It's a roguelite game. Do you guys like this genre of game? What's your favorite title in the genre? Casey, let's start with you.
1: I think they're fun as a a change of pace from some of the heavier games that are out there. Uh, Monster Train has probably been the favorite one that I've I've played so far.
0: I thought you didn't like Monster Train. Didn't we have an in-depth discussion on this very platform about how you guys hated Monster Train with a fiery passion? Didn't
1: say that I didn't like it. I think I don't. I don't know if I played Monster Train enough to really appreciate everything that it was worth. Um, I have meant to go back to it, and I never have. But um, I also haven't played a whole lot of roguelikes. I don't think so. Like my my vast library of roguelikes is not very much. So of, of everything out there, roguelike uh, Monster Train has probably been my most enjoyable one, even though it's frustrate me at times.
2: And I wouldn't say I hated it. It just didn't really grab me. I didn't get into like the gameplay loop a whole lot. Uh, and that was, I think, the struggle I had with Monster Train. And I, I think that is the struggle that I have with some of the games of this genre. So I really like the idea of Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is a roguelike where you're moving to the beat of the music uh, as you're kind of like dancing through. And then you do attacks to the beat of the music, too. I really liked the idea of that, but after playing for a few hours, it just became a little bit too repetitive as you're doing the same floors over and over and over again and making one silly mistake and it's like, all right, well, I guess I get to play the same thing over again, uh, which is a little bit of what uh, maybe this felt like too. Uh, otherwise, uh, I've played I played like quite a bit of dead cells for a while at the beginning of the year and really got into that and just fell away from it playing like a bunch of d- other different things. I really did like that. And then, uh, what? What? Way back in the Goon GameCast days, we played Rogue Legacy, and I've thoroughly enjoyed Rogue Legacy.
0: Rogue Legacy—that is the only roguelite that I've defeated. That is the only one where I've seen the credits roll. And I didn't even like that fucking game. <laughs> See,
2: I really, I actually really did enjoy that game, and I also saw the credits roll on that one, and that would be the only one that I've ever seen the end of. uh possibly dead cells would be one that i actually get to the ending of because i did really like that also but i highly doubt most other roguelikes i would see to the very very end just because i don't think the genre matches up with i like to play a thousand percent
0: sure i'm comfortable speaking for both of you and saying that you really hate this genre with a burning fiery passion
2: (laughs) for me i just don't
1: oh sorry yeah i just I don't think I've played enough enough titles uh, and I like I know Hades is one I I'm, I'm looking forward to playing. I've heard a lot of good things about that.
0: Yeah, I think roguelites are just okay. Like to me they're more of a diversion and like I have enough things that occupy my time that I can't really get behind spending a lot of time with any roguelite. A couple of my favorites are Hades is at the top of the list. Hades is amazing with just a phenomenal content drip and just slowly peeling away the onion on that is incredible. I really enjoyed Slay the Spire. FTL is the rare exception, a roguelite that I would put endless time into if I had it. And I've also played quite a bit of Dead Cells. That's a pretty fun one, too, for more of a uh, dungeon crawling type experience. So the genre's all right. There's plenty of options. You can always find something on sale somewhere. So I don't know. Not really my cup of tea, but hey, it's a genre and people like it. Just not us. <laughs> it's, <popular. laughs>
2: it's popular. It's popular these days. That's for sure.
0: It sure is. Well, let's break down Enter the Gungeon. We'll start with the characters. There are four playable characters out of the gate. Each character starts with some combination of weapon plus uh, active ability plus passive abilities. There is the Marine. He has only one gun, but he also starts with armor, so he can be hit by enemies without actually taking any damage. And his special ability is an ammo drop, so if you find a gun that you like and you run out of ammo, you can call in more ammo for that gun. The next character is the pilot. I didn't write down what their weapon is. I think they just started with a basic pistol, and then they had a passive ability where they could discounted shop prices and a key that could possibly open any chest. You could also break the chest and keep it, like, inaccessible for all time, which is just super. <laughs> Next is the Convict. The Convict starts with a pistol and a sawed-off shotgun, and their special is an active ability. It's a Molotov cocktail, which is a very Tom-friendly weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the final character is the hunter who has a pistol a crossbow and I didn't write down what their special was do either of you remember it off the top of your head
2: well they had the dog and oh. then I yeah it's their I, companion I think that was all it was
0: yep they have a little uh, so, comp- I don't think they had they have a companion that follows you around and will point out tre- treasure and'll bark at a treasure chest if it's actually a monster
2: oh interesting. I, I didn't know that last part.
0: <laughs> yeah, neither did I until I was looking up stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But starting off, which characters did you prefer? Burns, we'll start with you here.
2: So I preferred either the pilot in order to get the cheaper prices at the shop uh, because I just felt that a lot of the times, especially with how random it was, what you would get out of the chests, uh, I thought that it was necessary to be able to get things for a decent price out of the out of the shop, especially when you're just starting your run, I thought that that was important. And their pistol wasn't bad; it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible for a starting weapon. It was pretty middle of the line, uh, or, or the marine, which I enjoyed the starter weapon for them uh, more than any of the other starter weapons, I would say. And having the extra armor just gives you a little bit, a little bit longer. Uh, a little bit more leeway on your on your run, I guess, would be the best way to put it. So those were the two I mostly bounced between. Uh, I hated the convict. I hated the convict because the pistol is so gall dang inaccurate and it's like you're you're honing something in and you're firing and it just boom boom, boom. It still just sort of sprays within like a 30 or 40 degree range around what you're shooting at, which is just annoying to me. Like, I want precision. I want, if I'm aiming at something, I want to frickin' kill it. I don't want the bullets to just fly all over, and then, oh, you shot your six. Reload. Oh, you shot your six. Reload.
0: Did it feel something like Nemesis for you?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. It was like the scientist in that. Uh, I, I was I was rolling everything but what I needed to roll to hit all the time as the convict. I think you're right, Tom. <laughs>
0: Great stuff. Casey, who did you gravitate towards?
1: I played with the Hunter a lot. Um, Maybe it was just in my mind, but she seemed a little bit quicker than some of the other characters. I really liked the crossbow, it was really powerful. Um, It came in really handy. And then,
0: yeah, a quick note on the starter weapons an interesting mechanic in this game is you have to actually press a button to reload. Like, you can either run out of all your bullets and then, like, you're not shooting anything when you shoot. Or you can uh, reload, and the crossbow that the hunter had only had one shot, so it was more powerful than the other starter guns, but had to be real accurate because otherwise you're reloading.
1: Yeah, it, it one killed most of the bad guys in the first stage of the game. So, uh, but it got less useful obviously as the game went on. Uh, but yeah, so other than the hunter, like I, I really I actually liked the convict for the same reason. Like she seemed maybe just a little bit quicker and then the, the I used the shotgun more than the because yeah, I think the pistol was kind of bad, but the, the secondary weapon was shotgun is, is really powerful and you get a, a nice spray of bullets that, that takes some some bad guys.
0: I gravitated towards the marine. I liked the armor and I thought their starter pistol just seemed better than the other starting weapons like it had a good fire rate and a decent size clip so you could fire a bunch without having to reload and that was just uh that's where i spent most of my runs i liked the hunter least of all i had my best run with the um pilot and the convict i don't know we'll get into this in the next section but i found a flamethrower or a molotov launcher with the convict and that was one of my favorite runs
2: <laughs> well of course that's a very tom weapon <laughs> of course you'd love that run <laughs>
0: It's so Tom throughout each run in this roguelite, you find a variety of guns and special items. What did we think of this mechanic and what were some of our favorite tools that we found in this game?
2: Well, it was so well, it was awesome to that. There were a lot of different guns and special items and like abilities that you got from the items. uh, The thing that stunk about that was that it just, because there was such a wide swath of both of those, It meant that at the beginning, like you were so, so, so beholden to the RNG of it all. So there would be multiple times where I would be going through my first run and you'll find maybe sometimes two or three or four treasure chests in the first area. And so you only maximum can get like two keys. Uh, Maybe sometimes you'll find another one. And so it it was one of those things where I would open up one chest and an item open up another chest, get an item, go to the shop. The gun that they that he has for sale is too expensive for me to purchase. And so it's like, okay, I guess I'll try to take down the boss with my starter weapon. It's not going to go well. It usually doesn't. And so at that point, it's just like I'm beholden to the RNG and I don't have a lot of mechanisms to manipulate it, which is the only thing that can make randomness uh, go better, I think. And so that was probably the biggest frustration of the game is that all right, if I open two chests and I don't have a weapon, do I just restart? Do I just jump down a hole and try again? Because I could sit here and pound away and try to, like, dodge accurately against a boss, but then it's like I'm down on the next level with just my starter weapon, which is going to be even less effective down there. What's What do I do then, you know? Uh... Otherwise, I do really like a lot of the weapons. I thought the weapons were pretty cool, and some of the items had some good abilities. I think the item that I liked the most that I found uh, was when you dodged, it would bounce the bullets back at whoever shot them at you. I thought that was effective, although I didn't always have the timing right on it. Uh, And the weapons are all pretty cool. Uh, Some of my favorites that I found were Flaming Hands, where you're basically just shooting fireballs at people and you can just spam the crap out of them and you don't really have to worry too much about it so you can just melt through dudes uh i also got the balloon gun which looks like a it was made out of a like balloon animal balloons and you shot out tornadoes with it i thought that gun was super cool the hexagon which shot out like a laser beam it was kind of like a rail gun that would one shot most of the enemies on the first or second floor uh, the problem with that one is, is it only had one bullet. And so you're shooting and then you're reloading. Uh, and apparently it would turn some enemies into chickens. I found out when I looked at it, I didn't notice that happening, but then again, I wasn't looking for that. But my all-time favorite and the best run that I had was with the super meat gun, which was <laughs> a tie-in to super meat boy. And basically it was like, you had like a a brick of super meat boy and it shot out saw blades and the saw blades would bounce around on the walls until they hit something. And so like I fought against the twins, the the bullet twins with that as the boss and basically, just spam saw blades, and there's like seven, ten, twenty of them bouncing around the walls until they hit them. And you just, I just mowed them down. And so that was by far the most powerful weapon that I found in the game, and was a lot of fun to shoot too because it just bounced all over the place until it hit things. Uh, but then when I ran out of ammo, I died pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Casey, what about you?
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree a hundred percent with what you were saying earlier on, Joey, about the the complete randomness and the in the rng factor and how like in the beginning um or several run-throughs where where yeah you, you have to fight the boss with your basic weapon and you're you're pretty much screwed um so that part kind of sucked but i i did love there are so so many guns in this game and like it's it's funny like hearing all the ones that you guys got because like i got some some crazy guns too but like i I, I didn't I didn't get any of those, and those all sound awesome, and I'm a little jealous that I get, didn't get, uh, <laughs> get to hit some of those. But my favorite gun was the, the lowercase r, and I'm sure, I don't know if you guys got that one or not, but, like... I did, yeah. You, you'd shoot it, and it shoot letters out, and it actually spelled bullet, and every time you shot it, it, was, <laughs> it, it would go, bullet, bullet, <laughs> bullet, as it shot out. It, it, like, it had a super high ammo capacity, and, like, the bullets, like... Well, the letters I should say, okay, you know, it was really, really fast, and it, they were pretty powerful too. Um, yeah, it 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 really uh, my least favorite one. I don't know. Did you guys have was it remote bullets? It was an item. Did you guys ever get come across that one at all? God, that one, <laughs> that one pissed me off, and it it came at the worst time ever. Like I was been having my best run. I was on the second level. I had four hearts still. Like at the beginning of the second level, I'm like, I'm gonna do this, and I got. Remote bullets is my item. And what happens is every time you shoot a bullet, you can actually, no matter the gun, you can make it track to where the people are. But, like, if you're not using that joystick, right, it just, like, randomly launches them into, like, the closest wall that's next to you. (laughs) So I'd run into a room, and I'd, like, start shooting, shooting, shooting. And, like, you can't make it track perfectly to every single person. So so many bullets are, like, Winging around, and like as you're doing that, you're not paying attention to where you're moving. So I was just getting smoked, and I'm like, God damn, I lost three of my four hearts probably in the first two rooms that I walked into. And it was like, Oh, that sucked. So, like, my, my best run went into my worst run because of one stupid <laughs> item that I got. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was, oh, fun. I really, I really liked the, uh, with different types of items and, and, and guns and stuff that you could get. And I wish I would have uh, had a few more of those awesome guns.
0: Yeah, I uh, I have mixed emotions here. The guns, I agree, were awesome. Out of the ones that you guys mentioned, I had the balloon gun. That was the only overlap I had with those. Did either of you get the planet gun? No. There's, no. A, there's a gun that literally shot all the planets from the solar system one after another. <laughs> that's great yeah it was was very silly and very fun i mean i love the rpg i only got that on one run but again a very tom friendly run i just melted the gatling goal with that one uh the items i was much cooler on generally i thought the items were pretty weak and just a waste of a chest Uh, a couple that did stand out there's one that was a mustache which was just kind of silly it reduced price prices in the shop (laughs) of course Um, And Muscle Relaxers, which actually made your aim more accurate. So, I don't know. There was some... Well, go ahead, Joey.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I think the passive items were fine because... Well, except for if it was the remote bullets like Casey found. But the passive items were fine because I didn't have to think about deploying them. Uh, But, like, the problem I had with some of the other ones that would fill your, like, item inventory was you you get one shot with them and then they're spent right and so you for at least i was playing on i was playing on playstation maybe i shouldn't say that on game pass forever but uh you hit r2 and that's what would send out your item and so i'm using all the other buttons but rarely ever using r2 because most of the time i didn't have those items that i wanted to use and then it's like you get one chance You don't deploy it the way that you would need to to make it most effective. You're like, okay, I guess I'll remember what I have to do with it the next time I get that, whenever that might be, if it ever happens. And so I think that was one of the struggles with the items, too, is you didn't have, like, a practice to see exactly how they worked. You just had to, all right, you know, pray and spray, throw it out there, and hope it does what you want it to do, you
0: know? Yeah. The RNG was interesting in this game, because there was a lot of cool stuff and so many interesting things that you could get, but, man, you were... So beholden to luck, especially on the early levels.
2: Another really interesting item that I found was a mini-mimic. It was like a mini-chest, and it would follow me, but it would follow, like, way behind me. But then when I got into fights, it would catch bullets and then shoot them back at enemies. Uh, That was a kind of interesting one, too. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Like, the game is super creative. Uh, One of the other things I found uh, is that some of the passive abilities will proc extra abilities with if they're paired with certain guns. So when I was looking through the... So Enter the Gungeon has a huge wiki that they manage that shows all of these different combinations. And so it's like if you have, with Flame Hands, it was if you have uh, Hotter Than Heck as an ability, if the player has Pitchfork, it increases the shot size and damage by 25%. Uh, If you have Phoenix up, or if you have if you have uh, Phoenix, it does more things. Uh, when a gun is duct taped to Flamehand, the gun will also start uh, varying in damage and size. And so there's like there's like a ton of different things that if you mix and match some of this stuff, uh, it's gonna do all these extra things. But with how random everything is, I don't know how you're able to really like do that effectively or reliably.
0: Exactly. Like how are you gonna have a build if you can't control anything that's coming your way? It's like well, either the shop is gonna have this thing that'll give me a combo or it won't, and you know life goes on
2: exactly exactly because there's very few things like maybe if something's available to shop you could buy it and be like oh i have this power up so this gun's gonna be really good but a you have to be like you have to memorize the wiki or have it up to see what would combo with it which takes you out of the game you know and slows the game down uh or you just have to like find it by happenstance one time and hey this is really good this way you know uh yeah i don't know i think that's that's one of the things i struggled with with the game
0: yeah i'll Go ahead, Case.
1: Sorry. There's also, like, with that, there's also the problem of having enough gold when you get to the shop to buy the item that you need. And I find that to be kind of a struggle, too, at times, is that the amount of currency that you're getting as you're playing, like, almost didn't ever seem like it was enough. Like, the only thing I could afford when I got to the shop was, like, a half heart to, to refill a little bit of health. I could almost never afford any of the weapons that were in there.
0: You know what you needed, Casey? You needed to increase your cool stat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wrong game tom
0: actually it's not there is an actual cool stat in this game and it's boosted by having specific items and that will get you more gold when you fight monsters there are many things lurking under the surface in this game i'm jumping down a little bit from really? where we are planning this but there's so much under the surface in this game including two secret stats a cool factor and a curse stat there are hidden rooms There's a ton of stuff to unlock, including shortcuts, new characters, followers. Having spent multiple hours with this game, did you guys find any of this stuff or have any inkling that it exists whatsoever?
2: So most of the things that you mentioned, I, yeah, no clue. (laughs) Like that either of these stats existed, like until I was just looking up the names of some of the weapons that I had, I didn't realize there was all these like hidden synergies with different things. Uh, But I did sort of stumble across uh, one of the secret rooms, or, or at least the beginning process to unlocking it, so then I looked it up. But uh, So most of the time in the first level, you would have a room with a fireplace in it. So I randomly had a gun that did water damage, and so when I shot out the fireplace, I could go into the fireplace, and if I hit X while I was in the fireplace, it would make a sound like a room was opening. And then if I went back to the map, I could find the room. Well, so then the map has a, gr- or the room has a grate in it that has two locks in it. So you have to have two keys, which most times you're only going to have two keys uh, until you kill the boss. So one thing I noticed was that if you kill the boss uh, and you found the grate, you're, the boss drops two keys so that you can then take those keys and go unlock the grate and go down there and what it is is it's just a harder <laughs> dungeon. <laughs> and so it like it's like a secret level that you can go to where the enemies are quite a bit harder. And so, you know, I struggled with like I never made it past I never made it to any of the bosses on level 2 because I just couldn't survive to get to them. And so it was a wig and a prayer to try to make it through this special one and I couldn't even imagine what the boss is like on the special area <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's like one of the only secrets I think that I found.
0: I think you get a, uh, you get a badge there or you get some emblem and it becomes armor and it becomes the first piece of armor that you have. So like, if you get shot, it's gone forever, but you need that to take it to an altar either on the first or second level and that'll unlock something else. So, like it's this long, long, long oh, process. Wow. Yeah.
1: I found some of these altars and yeah, I had no idea what the heck they were for um no i had, I, had, I had no idea about the cool stat <laughs> like i said i thought you were talking about an entirely different game at the time um but yeah the only i don't even think it's a secret but the only thing that i found was like there there was a like an arms dealer basically that you could free from jail and then it would open up a, 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 next to the main entrance you could go to the left and you would be able to find uh that arms dealer and then you would able to purchase like after every single time you beat a boss you'd get like different form of currency so you could use it in that shop to uh purchase basically different guns that you could get as drops randomly again so random drops in the game you don't actually get to buy them but they would
2: right so they'd become available for you to get in the game which which i thought was like dumb (laughs) because it's like (laughs) i i spent my currency to unlock a tommy gun basically and then it's like oh okay uh tommy guns added back to are added to the list of things that can drop i never had it drop like i never actually ever found it anywhere and so it's like well so i'm spending this to maybe get it now it's just the list is larger of these weapons that i can (laughs) unlock and i don't know necessarily what the gun does so it's just like ah, like, I, why Why would I even buy this stuff if I don't get the... Be- I might not ever get the benefit of it. Like, that was the one thing that I thought was kind of weird, but apparently there's multiple NPCs that you can unlock throughout the game that get added back to the breach, which is the, the like, starting area uh, where you can, like, buy things like that. And, and maybe then that would add in the mechanism in the game that I was sorely, like, missing, which is some level of progression that you get... As you move forward, to make going through the slog of the first area and the second area, like, easier on subsequent playthroughs, but uh, I, like, other than that one NPC, I didn't find any more of those.
0: Yeah, I think we all found that one NPC. I didn't find any more either. There is a uh, secret junk follower that you can unlock, like, if you break treasure chests instead of opening them you can find junk and like if you get this follower and you feed it junk it slowly becomes a more powerful junk knight like it goes all the <laughs> way from like this meaningless follower that just follows you around and if you feed it like seven or eight junk like it gains a level each time and it becomes a more powerful knight it gets up to like angelic knight and if you get it to that level and you beat the game apparently it takes over like the end credits
2: interesting oh,
0: wow. yeah pretty wild. there's a lot of stuff within this game that I would have never known existed if I hadn't been watching a bunch of YouTube videos getting ready for it, recording this.
2: Which I think is cool. Like, I, th- I think it's it's okay for games to have, like, these secrets that you can unlock and that you can find. Because that then becomes, like, an interesting, an interesting way that you can progress through to try to find some of these things. And so, like, that NPC, if you talk to the robot a couple of times, uh, then he says that, he lost his arm. If you find his arm, then he can do more stuff for you. And so then as you're running through the dun- the dungeons, you can hopefully maybe find the robot's arm in a wall and bring it back to him. And then I don't know what that unlocks, but it unlocks something else. And so I think it's cool to have those nesting dolls of things. I just wish a little bit more of that was unearthed a little bit in the player so that you knew what to look for and you knew some of this stuff existed so it maybe would draw you into it a little more
0: exactly it's like the most interesting stuff in the game and there is no like no signage no way to like find it other than reading something outside of the game on the internet and that that drives me crazy like if it, if you can't get pointed towards something in game like it doesn't exist to me then because I do not want to break my immersion and pull up a wiki on my phone while I'm playing a game I just don't want to do it
2: yeah, I agree it's like
1: Castlevania 2, Tom.
0: Castlevania sucks so hard. <laughs> it, it is like Castlevania 2. Actually, that you're right. This has been a practicing <laughs> gaming forever. Like I forget that you beat that freaking game, Simon's freaking quest.
1: Uh, only with the help of a wiki, because there's no possible way that you could ever beat that game without <laughs> without a wiki and without some sort of guide, because that's all that game is—is is randomly stumbling across crap in order to make it from one level to the next.
0: Like, that sucks. Like, if it's something you can figure out on your own, great, that's a puzzly element. But if it's just, like, something you would never find other than blind trial and error with every pixel on every screen, that sucks. That's not fun. That's You're not playing a bullet hill to examine every wall for every minute detail.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just, it's, it's just too much.
0: Agreed. So each level featured a variety of possible bosses there is an end boss for each level and each boss room could be a little bit different out of the limited bosses that we experienced as a group which one stood out to you guys i'm not saying we're back that we were bad at this game but we only i think well let's start here i made it to level three one time did either of you guys progress that far
2: no, no,
1: I made it to several bosses in level two and I was never able to beat any of them because by the time I got there, I only had like one heart left and trying to get through that with one heart is I don't know how anybody would do that. Yeah, well, let's, but, like,
0: let's do the boss phase this way. Bernsey, you made it the least far. Why don't you tell us about the level one bosses and what stood out to you? And then Casey, you can add on to that and talk about level two bosses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I could never get to any of the level 2 bosses. i just always die on there, or I wouldn't even make it that far. And so uh, so I think the the level 1 bosses, it's, it's nice that there's multiple of them, right? Because it gives you a little bit of variety depending upon what it is. And then you don't know necessarily, oh, do I buy this weapon? Because I know it's good against the boss. It's like, well, it might be good against one of the bosses, but not all of them. And so uh, I thought that... Um, the bullet twins, I think, were the easiest to kill. So it was basically two dudes. They would both, like, run around independently. And so really, it was just, like, focus fire on one of them, kill them, then focus on the other one, I thought.
0: I actually thought they were the most difficult of the three, but proceed.
2: Really? So because the thing about them is that their bullet patterns weren't that... I didn't think they were that difficult. And so they were pretty easy to dodge around. And, and granted, they would pull in ads after one of them died, but you just kill those dudes right away because they have harder bullet patterns that come out. Otherwise the other ones, as long as you're like strafing around, you can usually like get around their bullets. As long as you're circling, they won't catch up to you to hit you with it. Uh,
0: Apparently I was overwhelmed by sheer numbers because I just, I always got (laughs) lost in the flow with those ones against the Gatling gull and like the iron throne. Like I could focus on the one guy and generally take them down. But for some reason, the bullet twins just challenging for me.
2: So the Gatling gull, I think, was the hardest one for me. And the biggest reason was because of how random he was when he would jump around. And so he would, like, jump up in the air and disappear. And then you have to try to track him down. And then you have the random, like, things basically drop potting down on you from the ceiling that you have to try to dodge out of the way of. And I would just forget to dodge sometimes and get nailed by him.
0: That's so interesting. I thought the Gatling gull was the easiest of the three to take down. I and mean, when like he jump up in the air, he has a little shallow, so like I'd be like, "Oh yeah, reload! Let's let's get ready to light this zombie up!" And like I would, he'd come down, and I would be watching for when the circles for the mortar would circle on me, and then I'd move. But otherwise, like I would tear him up in those instances.
1: I had the same. Same thing as you, Tom. I thought I thought the Gatling goal was, was definitely the, the <laughs> easiest one. And like maybe it was just, yeah, for the same same reason. Like when he was dropping all those bombs, I would just like try to find him and like stand as close to I could and just pelt him as quickly as I could. And like most of the time I mean the bomb pattern was completely random. It's not like they were landing it wasn't targeting you every single time. So if you could like stand there and then like, oh, this one's coming at me, you could move backwards out of the way and just keep pummeling him with bullets. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of had the same thing as you, Tom. I thought it was pretty easy. Um, the Twins, back to the other one, Like I, I actually thought they were about the second you used. Although I only fought them one time, and the one time I, I fought
2: them, I did beat them. I think I ended up facing them the most. Uh, the King on the throne, I think, was also hard. And the reason why he was hard was because his bullet patterns were insane at times. And so you really had to... like just jigger around and dodge as much as you possibly could to try to, to try to get him. Uh, And he has like a little wizard dude that if you don't kill him right away, he can be a pain in the arse too. And so I think he he was probably tied for me, if maybe not a little bit more difficult than the goal was. Uh, But I thought the twins were the easiest of the three. And I was happy whenever I saw them because I knew what I needed to do in order to take them down. And like, I felt like I had a better chance against them with a starter weapon than the other two. Uh, and so, because I would run into that scenario every now and again. And so I think, I, I think that that's how the hierarchy would go for me anyway. But uh, as you, as, as we can attest, we all have varying views on that.
0: And Casey, I only saw two level two bosses. I was lucky enough to beat one, one time. What not you tell us about that experience a little bit?
1: Yeah. So like I said before, is you know, I didn't have a whole lot of life, by the time I got to these bosses, but um, I fought three different level two bosses. Uh, And and before I get to that too, I just want to like the the names of these bosses, like speaking of creativity, like I love the names of these, like the beholster, which is, (laughs) it was like a big blob with heat seeking missiles and laser beams. And then the other one that I faced was the Amaconda, like, (laughs) like just a giant, Giant
2: snake. Um, My ammo conda don't want none unless you got guns, hun. Yes. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> uh, the, the,
1: the gore gun, which was a Medusa like creature that actually poisons you and then you're kind of in a lake. So it swims underwater and you have to dodge um, as she goes underwater and then uh, pops back up. And that's actually all the level two bosses. That was the one that I was the easiest cause that was I actually got that one down to half health before I, I died on that one. But um they were equally as difficult as the level one if, if not even, even harder. Uh the holster was like crazy hard. I don't know if you fought that one Tom, but that one like had so many bullets spraying out at you that it was I don't even know all people got through, but obviously people people do beat it.
0: I honestly don't remember the one I fought the first time because I had one half a heart. I barely scraped by the first boss fight in the first level. I go to the second level. and I'm like, oh, here's the boss room right here, right by the entrance. Yay! Yeah, I run in. I didn't realize that there were deadly pits because there's no deadly pits in the first level. And so like I <laughs> there's a boss and like I run right off a ledge immediately. I'm just game over man it's game over (laughs) Uh, my second time last night actually I fought the Gorgon I had a gun called the boundless slaughter which is like a chain gun with 1500 bullets and there was at least 100 bullets before reload and so I was able to basically stand in one place light her up once dodge her swim light her up again and that was it for the Gorgon then I died immediately (laughs) on level 3 because that took up all my (laughs)
2: Uh, so did you guys use blanks at all?
0: No, because I'm not very good at games. That's a mechanic we should probably explain. You get, there's a mechanic in this game where you get two blanks and like you activate them by clicking in both sticks at once. So I have fired them off so many times just running around from bullets with heavy fingers. But basically what a blank will do, it'll cancel all the bullets heading towards you on the screen. So in the boss fights where things are going crazy, it gives you a very brief reprieve where you can cancel all the bullets currently on the screen.
2: Yeah. And so, like, that could be re- that. That's something that I used against, like, the king a lot uh, in order to, if it was, I was getting, like, bum rushed him and I wasn't going to be able to dodge, I would just do that. Uh, the problem I had, though, was that I had to move it off of the two sticks because I would randomly hit that while I was moving around, like you said. Uh, or it was just in the heat of the moment. Like, it just, I just don't reflexively think, okay, press in both sticks, right? And so I actually mapped it to the left bumper or L1 button uh, because I felt like that was made the most sense to do, except for every now and again, I'd use it when I meant to click the map instead. But <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but it, it's it, it's weird that it's on such a hard like combo to hit. And that's like a console only problem. Like on computer, it'll be key bound to another key that you can just reach for, you know? Uh, so I think that was a weird choice to put on like a less prominent button. When, like, when I looked up strategies for Enter the Gungeon, it's like, everybody's like, use blanks. Blanks are the best thing that you can use to get deep runs. Like, you got to use blanks. And I was just like, blanks? I don't even know how that works. Like, (laughs) I saw them for sale all the time. I was just like, oh, what the hell those are (laughs) for? I don't know how to do those.
0: So so you didn't do the uh, tutorial before playing?
2: I did the tutorial, but it throws, like, all this stuff at you. And then, like, I like I would remember a lot of the stuff in the tutorial that first time I played but then if I take a couple of days off and come back in it's just like oh yeah I run around with the sticks I shoot with these buttons that's how this game works <laughs> you know and 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 so I think that was the thing some of those some of those pieces that I didn't use a lot I would forget how they'd work obviously
1: I actually did the tutorial twice uh, because <laughs> After my first playthrough, it it was like I didn't. I actually did not think I was going to play this game again after my first playthrough because I struggled <laughs> so much. But so so I waited about three four days, and then and I went back to it, and I couldn't remember how to do anything. So I'm like, God damn it! So I had to do the tutorial over again just to remember. Like, oh yeah, this is how you use the blanks, <laughs> and then like the the right trigger was tied to um, using your items and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you do that. And then uh, thankfully, the second time that I played through was a little bit easier and more enjoyable
0: i love it when you get frustrated with a game dude you get so mad <laughs> it's great
1: i like to just dominate games games like this piss me off because they are almost undominatable
0: <laughs> i can't wait until we talk about next month's game <laughs> 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 um i guess one thing that just popped into my head that i'd like to talk about is this game trying to do too much as a is it like Is a bullet hole bullet hell plus roguelite something that we actually enjoy or want or like need to play in our lives? Like, I've played plenty of twin stick shooters, and they're generally a lot more fun than this for me. I've played a lot of roguelites, and this is probably towards the bottom of the list for me. Like, is it is the active ability plus the blanks plus the dodge roll plus the reload mechanic? Is that too much to try to manage in like such a twitch frenzy atmosphere? I
1: think on. And the Xbox and maybe the PlayStation, since I haven't played it on the PlayStation, I would say yes. I think if you were playing this on PC, it would be a lot more enjoyable. Like just for like what Joey was kind of saying, is that you could bind all those things to different uh, keys and things. Where A lot of my initial struggles with this game were trying to... Get used to the controls on the gamepad and trying to hit all these different combinations of buttons. And then, like like I said, I completely forgot some of the most important ones the second by the second playthrough.
0: I should also note um, a lot of twin stick shooters, like you point the right direction or the right stick and you shoot in that direction. In this game, you actually have to pull or like manipulate a button to fire your weapon, which I like. And I like the reload mechanic. Like I like all these things on their own, but. Together, for me, it wasn't a very satisfying package because like, I never thought to use my active ability at the right time or in the right place. Or I'd forget how many blanks I'd have or I'd accidentally fire off blanks while running for my life in a minor skirmish as opposed to a boss fight. So for me, I guess it was just it was a lot going on.
2: Yeah, I, like I'll agree with you on that. I think the point that like all of the pieces in a vacuum sound awesome. But once it all comes together for for me too, I just don't know that it all like really came together. Like I love twin stick shooters. Resogun was one of my favorite games that came out early on the PlayStation Four. I played that constantly because I just I love how t- twin stick shooters feel to play. And shmups are a lot of fun. And and so adding a little bit more complexity and a little bit more interesting things to that sounded like it would be a good a good thing. It would be fun, right?
0: What's a shmups?
2: Shmup, shoot them up. That's like, a, that's the, 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 you know, gaming, that's a gamer phrase for it. There you go. Yeah. I, you, you get into the gaming club if you use words like shmups.
0: I feel like I'm too old to run a gaming podcast.
2: <laughs> well, it's a good thing you got young people like me here to keep you hip and with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, birds. We got to start talking about your uh, Twitch stream and how we're going to get a hot tub into your room.
2: I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Uh, but so so that's the thing. Like, coming into the game, I was like, so twin-stick shooter, yes. Uh, Roguelike, I instantly thought of, like, Rogue Legacy. I was like, yes, you know? Uh, Lots of different guns, like, yes. That all sounds super interesting. But I just, I don't know. I never, like, got into, like, the gameplay loop is fun enough, and going on a few runs is great, but I just feel like I've spent... I don't know how many hours, 10, 12 hours with the game. And I'm mostly the same spot where I was when I started. And a lot of that is because, and I think the biggest knock for me, and this is maybe getting into my overall thoughts and takeaways a little bit, but it's one of those things where I think I need with a game like this, like with a roguelike, I need some level of progression other than just me going through the levels I I need something like Rogue Legacy where you're earning abilities as you go through or you're earning new skills to use the next time you go through or the mechanic that it has where you could save your status but it's a detriment to you but you can save your status so you have extra stuff from your last run on this run like if I had the ability every now and again to spend a currency or whatever to keep my guns from the last run and then give it another go like, that would be amazing. Uh, or just, like, keep my progression from the last run. I start off with, with, like, the starter guns, but I can at least jump down to level two. I can unlock one of the chests that maybe I didn't unlock last time and just, like, go from there. Like, that would be cool. Or, like, Dead Cells, where you unlock abilities that you can use all the way throughout. Uh, like, if you could save one of your items and you could save one of your guns to use on the next run... Like, things like that would be awesome to have. And maybe this game has it, but it's so far down the pipeline that, like, neither of us, none of us have found it yet. And I think that is a detriment to the game and really getting me sucked into it. Maybe if I keep playing it randomly for an hour or two here or there, uh, over the next, like, few months, I find that and I change my mind on the game. But playing it for the last, like, 40 days, I haven't found that yet.
0: Two quick thoughts. You are going to freaking love Hades, dude. Like, that game is so going to be your jam. Second thought, specific to this game, what it really needs is some way to tilt the RNG in your favor a little bit. Like, if you could filter out some of the weapons that you just don't like or, like, that don't click with your playstyle, like, I think that would go a tremendous way towards helping this game. Casey, what were your overall thoughts and takeaways from Enter the Gungeon?
1: Uh, as I mentioned, my first couple playthroughs were really, really frustrating. Just trying to make sense of the controls and get everything just wrapped around my head. Like um, After I got used to it, though, and, and actually had a controller that worked, uh, I actually had a blast. Like, literally had a blast. Um, oh. It was... It, 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 it was Really, really fun playing couch co-op too with my oldest son, Caden. That was some of the most fun that I had. Uh, he and I just playing through. Um, I don't know if you guys got to play any co-op with with anybody, but you're your second person, so it's in the uh, main. I forget what the heck you called it. Uh, what is it called, Joey? You, the breach. You the it? breach. The breach. The breach. Yeah. So there's a character there that you just go up to and It says, "Do you want to unlock co-op?" And that person takes over that character, and they start off with a nerf gun you're shooting. You, <laughs> so so it's cool, like they're shooting in the rooms and like on the floor are all the little Nerf darts and stuff as they're, as they're shooting. So, so it's pretty pretty fun, but I mean, they have I don't remember if they had any extra abilities or anything beyond that, but they you know, they can open chests, they can buy things in the shop, they can do all that sort of stuff too and then they actually, there's an interesting mechanic too is what if they die, they actually stay on as a ghost you have an ability that can block bullets. So like it charges so like you have like every every 10 seconds or something like that you can actually like press a button to block bullets so you can um it can like basically like if you went into a boss fight you could wait for that moment when that big stream of bullets is coming at you and they can make a safe zone for you to to evade everything and so that was kind of kind of neat but um so yeah back to overall though like i did enjoy it uh more this the second time and the third time and, and more and more that i played it um i thought it was pretty pretty fun uh the the randomness was was frustrating but uh just as a something fun and light and, and different to to do um i i i thought it was a was a good game overall i i, I did it did enjoy it
2: well, and, and one other thing for me to throw in here quickly is, like, <clears throat> I don't think I, I, like, I never really got, like, overly frustrated. Like, I, I mean, you know, like anything, I get mad when I died or whatever, because it's just like, oh, I thought I had it this time. But I still enjoyed the game. Like, every time I played it, like, I still had fun. And so it's not like, it's not like the gameplay sucks. It's not like, it's not like it's not a fun game. It's just, I just wish it did something more to really suck me into it i think is the biggest thing It was like it just felt like something was missing you know uh, i could definitely see that and
1: i i did get extremely frustrated the first time i played it. <laughs> and i i seriously like you guys can attest the text i think like you could probably you could hear frustration in reading words i'm sure you, you you knew that i was about ready to just never go back to this but i'm, I'm really glad that i
0: did there's no rage like casey rage <laughs> uh my final thoughts on the game the first thing it's just kind of sad for me but like my poor twitch reflexes doomed me in this game like there's literally no way i'm going to find the gun that can kill the past and i'll see what happens when you beat this game like it just my twitch reflexes max out a level two like i was lucky to progress past level two once and like you know that's not necessarily on the game but i don't know it doesn't make me super into a game i originally thought there was a nice strip of content in this like you find the weapons dealer in the dungeon you unlock them and you're slowly making progress as we've discussed like i no longer think that there is a nice strip of content like there's a crap load of guns and creative stuff there's awesome and amazing level of creative stuff in this game and there's a lot of stuff that i love like the gun that shoots planets for crisis <laughs> <laughs> but it's all just so random it just it brings down the experience for me and my last thought is i like longer runs in my roguelikes like basically being able to get through one dungeon like it's nice that you can you know get through a run in five minutes but it's also frustrating that like a really good run is seven minutes and it's like oh well, i'll do it again oh made it six minutes this time nuts so I don't know, i'm i up and down on this game i think it's very creative and i think there are a lot of positives but it's not one that i am likely to go back to probably ever again
2: one last thing and i promise this is my last interjection uh seeing as how i am a huge fan of rolling through things in games this game yeah. uh does a really good job especially like the book's when you roll through them pages fly all over the place that is also very satisfying in this game. And so, 10 out of 10 rolling through objects in this game. I definitely if you if you're a fan of that, you should at least give the game a shot.
0: Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think there's a lot of good stuff in there like for me the way I would most enjoy experiencing this is watching someone who's going to like stream it or watch someone mm-hmm. play it online who could like explain all this interesting stuff that I just wouldn't notice when I was running for my life
1: speed runs of people that make it through everything and they're i think the fastest one is like 15 minutes i have no freaking idea how they could yeah how they could do that but yeah that would be something that's really fun to watch
0: yeah so i mean it's a cool game there's a lot to like and if you have game pass certainly check it out for me it's not something i would have been super pleased with if i had bought in retail but i don't buy a lot of roguelikes unless they're on like super duper sale anyways so I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff in this game if you're into roguelikes and or twin stick shooters. Well, moving on to next month, we are going to be playing Darkest Dungeon for Game Pass Forever. I am so stoked, I didn't even know this game was coming to Game Pass. Like I've had it on Steam forever, and I really suck at it, but Matt, I am so excited to play it. And I'm so <laughs> excited to see Casey's rage at this game. <laughs> Darkest Dungeon is a challenging gothic they use challenging in their own description of the game. Darkest Dungeon is a challenging, gothic, roguelike, turn-based RPG about the psychological stresses of adventuring. Reclaim your ancestor's estate, recruit, train, and lead a team of flawed heroes through twisted forests, forgotten warrens, ruined crypts, and beyond. You'll battle not only unimaginable foes, but stress, famine, disease, and the ever-encroaching darkness uncover strange mysteries, and pit the heroes against an array of fearsome monsters with an innovative, strategic, turn-based combat system. Casey, are you ready for this? I'm
1: shaking my head in no way right now. <laughs> that, just, I, that just sounds... I don't know. sounds crazy. I, I remember you talking about this in a podcast a while ago and just sounding like, yeah, that... I'm looking forward to playing it. I know it's going to be frustrating. Oh, I, I'll, I don't know. I'll put my happy face on and try to slog through it.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see just how far we get. I guarantee, guarantee not one of us will beat this game, not only in time for the show, but probably in our lifetimes.
2: <laughs> it's a hard game. Uh, and don't get too attached to your adventurers. That's the one thing I'm going to say, because uh, they might not be along, probably won't be along for, around for long.
0: Yeah, I can't can't wait to hear us compare notes on the different flaws of our heroes that are unlocked when they get too stressed in the dungeons. (laughs) Good stuff. It's going to be a great show. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode, or this segment, Game Pass Forever from Outside is Overrated. If you enjoy this content, please back our show on Patreon. This segment is tied to a specific tier on Patreon. You can back us for as little as $2 a month, but at $10, you get an extra podcast from Tom and Joey and a special random friend each and every month. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here tonight? No, I don't think so. Well, for Burnsy at HobbyBoxBurns, for Casey at Dr. Underscore Helene. Anything else at Twitter? Uh, no. Yes. All right. <laughs> and... <laughs> And at Thompson Lotti OIO, we'll catch you next month. Stay inside, kids.